Welcome to another episode of Last for Dodgeball. As always, I'm your host, Niame No. Last week in part two of four of the mini-series of What is My Childhood, we wrapped up my high school years. This was just a glimpse as to what was going on in my world in terms of my social life. I thought it'd only be right if I also let you guys know what was going on at home during the same time, just so you can get the full picture. So grab your snacks, adjust your volume, and listen up. If you've listened this far, then you already know my basic background, but just in case you don't, here it is. I was born in Manhattan, raised in Brooklyn till I was about eight, and spent the rest of my years growing up in the suburbs on Long Island. I can't or maybe I don't want to remember my years growing up in Brooklyn. From as early as I could remember, I always felt different. It could be because I was the only girl in my household at the time and wanted or maybe even thought I was just like my brothers. I grew up in a single parent household, so as you can imagine, it was school here, weekends there. This is your trigger warning. I remember most weekends we would go to my dad's house, but sometimes we would go to his mom's house. We'd sleep over Saturday night and go to church in the morning. You know how they say that grandma's house is the best? Well, I don't know if I can completely agree with this. You see, this is where I would be able to identify my first, if not the earliest memories that I have sexual assault. Everybody loved to be at her house, which unfortunately for me, it meant you didn't always know who was coming and who was going. I remember this one instance vividly. She was remodeling her basement and my aunt was over with a friend and her friend bought her son. Naturally, the adults talked and us kids went off to play. Somehow, we made it down to the unfinished basement. I can recall faint memories of the kid closing the door, trapping us both inside of a room, and trying to put parts of himself down my pants. Thankfully, my twin came and he started looking for us, and he stopped. Again, I found myself upstairs, alone with this kid, where I was then pinned down as I lay there, unable to move to get up, paralyzed, not only by my mind, but it felt like my body as well. This wasn't like any game I had ever played, nor one that I wanted to continue. This memory comes and goes because, quite frankly, I didn't want to believe it was true. I wanted to think that it was just a bad dream, it was a nightmare, and I could just wash it away by going to bed and waking up. And to think, I was so young. Unfortunately, this wouldn't be the last time I would escape. Sometime after, I remember my mom moved us to another part of Brooklyn. It had to be, I'd say, around six or seven at the time. I remember getting out of the shower and wrapping myself up in a towel, getting ready to throw on my clothes and get ready for the day. When suddenly, my neighbor appeared in front of me. He was 14. I was six. 
It all went down so fast. All I can remember is my older brother telling me to run, 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 run into my mom's room and hide. I went straight under her bed and hid. He somehow fought him off and I was saved. Yet again. I didn't give much thought to it as I do now, but why did this keep happening? And who was raising these young black men to behave in such a fashion? The rest of my time in Brooklyn escapes me because all I want to remember is the day that my mom told me, pack your bags, we're moving. I didn't even give it a second thought. I was ready. This comes as somewhat comical to me now, but back then, I just didn't quite understand. My first day of school and a new school was mid-year, and I just remember the principal greeting my twin and I in a rather strange fashion. He said, don't worry, we're not racist. All I could think was, okay. Anyways, every day at home seemed to be great. Well, from what I could remember. At the time, I lived with two of my aunts, my mom's mom, my grandma, my twin, older brother, mother, and eventually stepdad and new little sis. I loved it. I was surrounded by my family all the time, and if one of my siblings got into trouble, we all got into trouble. Seems crazy, but it just meant that we were always going to be together. We were inseparable. That is until my mom announced that she was getting married. It's not that I was unhappy for her, I just had this lingering thought in the back of my head of a stranger in our home. And from my past, you could see why I wasn't too fond of strangers. I can still look back at my mom's wedding photos and see me not smiling. In any of them. No photos, no videos, nothing. I guess I was entering my brat phase. I had done so well in school that I guess naturally it was expected the same for me at home. But all that, I felt, was alone. You see, everyone thought that I was doing well in school and doing what I had to do at home that they didn't have to watch after me as much. So time passes and I'm in middle school. My brother started to get into the skipping school and once or twice maybe drugs, well, as far as I know, but that wasn't for me, so I guess I had to hold down the fort. As I started to get more and more into trouble, I began to feel more and more alone at home. I guess the adults saw me as like a good kid and eventually came to think that I didn't need the same scolding and constant hovering that my brothers needed. I know these aren't synonymous, but in some way, I felt less loved. It was always the joys that I would always think about of us being together. And when they were turned down and destroyed by the fact that adults were always mad and yelling for reasons that I didn't know, I turned to social media. It was still in its infancy stages, so I don't really know how much I got out of it, but I remember entering a few chat rooms or something like that. So I stayed in my room most times and I would read also and just do what I wanted to do. I guess this is why they didn't notice when I was going through things. I had time and private space to master masking my thoughts, not to mention I never shared a room, so I really was alone. 
Even though I felt a little alone at home, I looked forward to spending time with my dad on the weekends because his house wasn't so full. Eventually I would notice it was going to be the same there. I don't want you to think that I'm some kid who just needs attention all the time because most times I didn't. This is just what I experienced at the time and what I made of it. Anyways, my dad seemed to give most of his attention to my brother. No matter how good my grades were and how much class he skipped, I would come to realize that he didn't look after me the same way. I guess this was just from his own trauma. You see, my dad took care of my monetary needs as a father, but lacked the emotion that I craved. And I noticed it more and more as I grew older. Every time I asked to spend dad and daughter time, he would say, okay, and always bring a lady friend and introduce them to me as Miss Something or Other. But he didn't do that with my brother. I began to go jealous. I just wanted alone time. But all I got were material gifts I couldn't use, split between time with this lady friend or that lady friend he was trying to impress, and talks about how I shouldn't mention who he was with to the other lady friend. I always thought that they were his friends, but now I know that they weren't. Well, I made the mistake and one time I did. I told a lady friend about the other one. I blocked this memory out for so long that I can't remember it vividly, but I just remember my small body being thrown into a couch and next thing you know, flashing red and blue lights. This was the last time I'd say anything. I never grew up thinking it was okay to do this, but who was I going to tell? It's not like anyone was listening. They thought of me as a little young adult. With all this going on, I just felt alone all over again. So eventually, this is where I started watching dramas in middle school. I pretend that I was in a new place, a new language, away from anything and everything that reminded me of my current life. This was my quiet time. This was me time. This would hold me over until I got to high school, where fortunately, and unfortunately, I discover new ways of coping. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening into this week's episode. Tune into next week's episode in the final part, part four of What Is My Childhood, where I finish wrapping up my high school days at home and where everything kind of ties all together. You don't want to miss it. Thank you.